you are listening to the Fairy Podmothers. I'm Sarah, and tonight we are joined by Bethany. Hello. Suzanne. Hey, hey. And Amber will be joining us later. She's on a call real quick, but she'll pop in. Um, so this week's episode, we are talking about cruising. Woo! Woohoo! Yay! Uh, <laughs> Uh, just thinking about tropical waters is, I love it. I love cruising. Um, so just a little behind kind of the travel agent, travel scene. Um, every year, there are several destinations that become trends um, where everyone has this collective mind thought, even though we're all strangers, that we want to go on vacation in that spot. So this year's big travel trend is Europe and cruising. Um, Mm. So since the pandemic, travel trends have been a bit all over the place. But for the main part, you know, it was domestic travel. So your theme parks, beaches, national parks, and skiing were really big uh, end of 22, during 2021. Um, And then in 2022, sorry, 21, 22, yep getting my years I mean everything starts running together <laughs> it's been like. a blur right yeah um so in 22 um I think we were all ready to start exploring the world again so then when we ventured out that's when all-inclusives became became the trend along with Alaskan cruises um and so now cruising is like I mentioned in the beginning, the big hot trend, but also it's because has a lot to do with the value cruises provide in the travel world. We all know it's happening everywhere. Pricing has increased a lot quicker um, than pre-pandemic. So now we're looking at, I know I do it, I know a lot of my clients do it, is what is what kind of value am I getting from my vacation? And this is, again, where cruising answers that question. So why cruising? Well, number one, it offers a great value. Almost everything is included in your cruise fare. You get to see multiple destinations without unpacking every single time, repacking, unpacking. Um, You're essentially in a floating hotel that takes you from city to city, island to island, while you eat, sleep, eat some more, and have fun. Um, They're family friendly. They're great for multi-generational family vacations. There is something to do from everyone and you don't have to worry about keeping your family always entertained. Ships come in all shapes and sizes. From small expedition yachts uh, by celebrity cruises that you get to go to the Galapagos, which bucket list items right there um to royal caribbean's mega ships there is something to do for everybody's tastes and activity levels also cruises are a bit easier to plan than your beach vacations you're definitely than your theme parks um and then cruising is also great for socializing and making new friends you get to meet so many different people from around the world on the ship. Um, I hear this all the time from everybody that loves cruising is they make friends from everywhere and they keep in touch and 
they plan different cruises to go with all these people again. Um, kids meet different kids in kids clubs and it just became becomes this big, wonderful adventure. So my experience in cruising um, starts with the Disney Dream. That was our very first uh, sailing that we went on. We went on a three night, very merry out of Port Canaveral. Um, this was actually a cruise years in the making. A uh, little fun fact, it took me about, I would say two, maybe three years to convince my husband to step a foot on a ship. Um, he's in Coast Guard. So when he got out of the academy, he went straight onto a Coast Guard cutter ship. I don't really know the terminology. I'm a terrible military. We'll take your word for it. So he was on that for, I want to say, three, maybe four years before he qualified and got into flight school because that's he wanted to go into aviation. He hated being on the ship. So when he was done, like getting to convince him, oh, let's go on a cruise ship. Yeah, that was <laughs> not happening. Ooh, tell. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. You know, trying to convince him it's not going to be exactly the same, like you know. Um, but it took a while, but finally, finally, he's like, Okay, fine, we'll do a three night, I won't do anything longer, let's do it. And then, first day on the ship, he's not the buffet, having the time of his life, he's like, Okay, I could do this again. <laughs> I'm like, What that's all it took is for you to sit here and eat all the food that you can? He goes, Unlimited Yeah, bacon, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, bacon, Mickey waffles, yeah. crab legs, ice cream, done. ice cream, yeah. Um, so then we went on a seven night on the fantasy, and that was by far my favorite. Um, still didn't manage to do everything that you could do on the ship, which you would think seven nights is enough, which it was a great amount of time, but there was still like, well, I missed this activity, I wanted to do this activity, I didn't get enough time to sit and relax by the pool but then I wanted to do this activity <laughs> yeah there, there is so much happening it, it's like the parks like we talk about all the time even though many of us have been so many times we still have not seen and eaten and done everything there is so many cool things which makes it great because you can go back on the ship um, and book another sailing and try to explore those other things exactly and I, I you know I tell that to my clients all the time especially with the you know, theme parks are like, oh, I want to see it all. I'm like, do you have 30 days? Yes. <laughs> Consecutively, <laughs> 30 days. Like, Sun up to like, sundown. That's, that's about how much, you know, time you would need to experience exactly. everything, mm-hmm. you know, Disney has to offer. That's the same thing at the cruise lines, like you said. Um, and then the other cruise that I was on, we're not familiar with Virgin Voyages in 2021, Richard Branson, right? That's his name. Branson, yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't Uh know why that sounded funny. Um, Launched an adult-only cruise line. um, And, of course, I had to check it out for science. And it was so so much fun. We did a five-night out of Miami. We went to Costa Maya to their private island on Bimini. Uh, actually, they're private beach club, excuse me, not, they don't have an island, but a private beach club on Bimini, and it was so much fun. Um, it was a completely different experience, and just the food is next level, in my opinion, on this one. 
but yeah and then my next one we have on the books is we're going in december on the wish i get to finally go on the wish oh, oh so <laughs> i'm jealous so what is what is your guys's have you guys been on cruises yeah actually i've been it's been a long time but i was I've been on one Disney cruise. I was old enough to be in the teen club and I can't remember which ship. Um, this was many, many moons ago. Um, loved it. But I've also been on three carnival cruises, um, which have been um, fun. All were, well, of course, without kids. Obviously the teen one, definitely without kids. So I've all my sailings have been kid free. Um, so next year, actually my kiddos, planned our next vacation to be two days at Universal and then they're desperate to go on the wish. So we're trying to plan out next year when we want to go um, and do a sailing on the Disney wish. Oh, they're going to have so much fun and they're planning it. So that's they're be planning fun. it. Oh yeah. Oh, that's that's going to be fantastic. <laughs> They've got so, it all handled. So lo lots of ice cream and lots of kids club time in there. <laughs> Yes. And yes. adventure. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm gonna actually have a lot more adult time than I you know I, they keep watching the various YouTubers and the videos coming out. Yeah, they're gonna be spending I'm gonna have like a an adult only cruise. They're gonna be in the kids club the whole time. Let me tell you, <laughs> adults on a Disney cruise is is so much fun. I know everyone's like, oh, it's for kids, blah blah blah. No, let me tell you. It's so much fun. It's it's a whole different level of relaxation. Um, it's I mean the spa is fantastic. So if you mm. ever if you get the rainforest pass, you just sit there in the saunas and the swing chairs outside on the wish or the heated chairs. It's I mean I may or may not have fallen asleep in the rainforest room. Um, several times. <laughs> oh, that sounds amazing. I'm ready. Sign me up. We're kind of debating when we want to go, right? The kids have never sailed. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're kind of debating, right? You're doing the very merry, which is mm -hmm. on my, I, I love a, a holiday. So we're kind of, I'm, I'm debating, do I want to do the wish without any extras or do I want to do the wish plus um, a themed? Um, right. So we're, we're on the fence <laughs> there's also the halloween ones where you can go trick-or-treating and all that yeah so. yes yes so many fun so many fun <laughs> extras to, to absolutely. consider absolutely what about you suzanne what what have you cruised so that's really funny because we're actually looking to plan a disney wish slash universal <laughs> joint trip <laughs> <laughs> so we may see you there. You're right. Um, Sounds good. Trying to plan this week over the summer what we're going to do, and we've gone back and forth with a bunch of things. But I think we've settled on Wish slash Universal. So <laughs> um, great minds think very much alike. But um, I have not been on any of the Disney cruise ships yet, which just breaks my heart. But I have done a Royal cruise. Um, princess to Alaska and then the Virgin cruise for adults only which I cannot say enough good things about Virgin I'm such a fan we had the best time um, but I love to cruise it's so much fun it really is and just to mention that you know how there's in the travel world there's trends people think traveling in the same destination and they don't even talk to each other here's one example of that right yes. here <laughs> 
true. I'm like, how how do all these, you know, you read, we get, uh, you know, we get emails from different vendors and I get emails from Travel Weekly. It's like, oh, these are the trends, X, Y, and Z. And I always think, how does this happen? Like, how is that even possible? People that don't know each other, that have never met go, oh, yes, uh-huh. let me go here as all everybody else wants to go there. How does that even Yep, and here we are. <laughs> yes. Yep. All right. So, all about cruising. So, we're going to probably touch on uh, Disney Cruise Line a little bit more, but we will also compare um, our experiences and our knowledge of the different cruise lines to kind of talk about different offerings. So, Disney Cruise Line currently is kind of, if you compare it to Royal Princess Cruise Lines um, Celebrity, they kind of have the least amount of ships. They only have five. Um, So you have the Magic, the Wonder, the Dream, the Fantasy, and the Wish. Um, And so the Wish is their newest one. The Magic is going to be their original ship that they started with. You have two to 14 night voyages sailing Bahamas, the Caribbean, Alaska, Europe, Bermuda. Um, and they just started offering Australia, which I'm very excited that they branched out to Australia and New Zealand. Um, you get to see different parts of the world. So what is exactly included in a Disney cruise? What, what is your cruise fare covering? Well, first of all, you have your accommodations all of your meals, including room service, entertainment, such as Broadway quality shows, you get your drinks, sodas, iced teas, coffees, teas, um, onboard activities, character meet and greets, your pools, your water slides, fireworks at sea, the fitness center, and movies. What I love about the Disney Cruise Line is each ship has a movie theater or in the wishes um, thing is they have two movie theaters and you get when there's a movie released that day while you're at sea they play it out on the ship as well so you get to see that um, what is not included exactly? So you will not have your pre, your gratuities, your spa services, alcoholic beverages, adult dining, bingo, port adventures, Wi-Fi, um, your flights, round trip transportation to the port, travel insurance, and any merchandise. So those are kind of the things that will cost you extra for the cruise with Disney. Now, Comparing it to other cruise lines, I think the big one uh, most Disney cruisers kind of get a get a shock in is that the sodas aren't included. Um, I know like Royal Caribbean, I think Suzanne can speak to this, there's a soda package you can purchase, correct? That's correct. So you can do just a soda package or you can do a drink package um, or you can pay a la carte for your your beverages. Okay. And then those are, uh, so, but with, with your meals, I'm clearly beverages are included as well. Correct. If you buy the package, if you don't, yeah, then it's water. Yep. Water. Water. (laughs) And I think like black coffee, you know, just like 
yeah basic. I think your your teas and coffees and stuff like yeah. that. your non-carbonated yeah uh, beverages for the most part and you're yeah. non-fancy you don't get the like the lattes and the you know the macchiatas it's like coffee and yeah. cream you know <laughs> your standard yeah. yeah um so and then um also with your other cruise lines I know not necessarily a lot of the activities um, are included so say you want to go um, on one of the larger ships like Norwegian Cruise Line is has go-kart tracks on a couple of their ships well unfortunately that is not included in your your cruise fare um, you will have to pay a little extra for that um, but what I do like is Royal goes a little bit closer to what Disney so a lot of their activities say the rock climbing um I'm trying blanking a couple of other activities oh the flow rider like the flow rider I yep. think that's included yeah <laughs> yeah that is going to be included in your fare um but also princess cruise line and celebrity have started I think this has been about a year uh correct me if I'm wrong on this one um an offering that they've started offering is um, more of an all-inclusive pricing. So they give you options that includes your tips, your Wi-Fi, and certain beverage packages. So you can do like your basic cruise, or you can upgrade to include these already in your cruise price, which I think is nice as well. Yeah, I think that's awesome because if you don't want to include it, if you're not going to take advantage of certain things, you aren't being forced to pay for it. But if it is something that you would use, it gives you kind of a discount on those services and you don't have to worry at the end of your cruise what your room portfolio is going to look like, <laughs> I like, because surprise, surprise. Yeah, that's that's kind of the, I would say, downside-ish with Disney is they don't have your alcohol packages. So you are paying a la carte for all your fun tropical drinks um on board the ship so there's always that nice surprise you're like oh did I really drink this many? Many <laughs> yes margaritas. yes yes you did yes I did <laughs> <laughs> you can do a wine or a beer package though correct mm -hmm. you purchase bottles of wine or beer if that's something that you enjoy yes they do that um and then there is also a like a beer mug that you can purchase for a certain price and then you can get that refill I, I believe it's a 16 ounce mug and then it's a and then it's a price refills for like a 14 ounce so you get a little bit of a okay. discount on that um and what's nice too is they give you a token at the end of the cruise so you don't have to bring that mug with you each cruise that you go to so you just bring the token with you and you give it to the bartender and they give you a, a new mug oh that's nice yeah um unlike and the pop containers from uh, the the hotels right where they yeah. <laughs> use the code and you can't use it anymore right <laughs> um so then at the end of the cruise you get you get your new token again you give the you know you can give the mug back and you get a new token and do it again on your next sailing um so that's a nice little discount there and then their drinks of their the day were always well priced um the last i heard they're now up to five dollars and 25 cents for the drink of the day um, which let me tell you, that is a great price yeah. uh, for cruise pricing. 
and those are delicious. Anytime, usually their drink of the day is going to be something tropical, um, and those go down really well. <laughs> yeah, they do. After <laughs> a long day of sightseeing, huh? Yes, and they they theme them too. So when there's pirate night, um, they'll have like the drink of the day will be you know, something piratey. I think it's usually like a sunken treasure. I believe they call it. Don't ask me what's in it, but it's delicious. That's all I remember. Whatever they had extras of that day. <laughs> the drink Probably. changes, I'm sure. <laughs> um, so with your cruise inclusions, this is kind of where I insert a plug for working with a travel advisors, such as one of your favorite fairy pod mothers um and we will make sure to let you know you know when you ask for your quotes we'll let you know hey this is what's included this is what's going to be extra um <clears throat> because outside of disney it's a lot it's cruise line or ship specific um especially the larger ships like with norwegian and royal they have all these activities so it's nice knowing when you're planning when you're pricing everything out well what where's that value? What am I getting? What it, What is going to cost me extra? So we will love to help you with that. So one of the things about uh, picking a cruise, you need to think about how long you would like to sail. So there's various options from two-day Baja California sailings on the west coast, or to those oh-so-fantastic 14-night transatlantic sailings. Um, but most of your sailings are going to be three, four, or seven-night options. Or, yeah. So what is, what is everyone's preferred time? What, what would you prefer for you, or what would you recommend people, first-timers, to kind of start off with? Yeah, so for my personal recommendation, I'm uh, between a five to seven night. Um, I feel like by the time you hit five nights, you're, you're feeling the rhythm of the cruise. You kind of know where you're going. Um, I don't know if I'd go past that just yet. So I think I'd be between a five to seven night for myself. A first timer, though, I would recommend on the lower end, maybe sticking with those three night or maybe a four day just to kind of get your sea legs and see, is this for you before you kind of go over the deep end and maybe it's cruising really isn't your thing. So stick with that shorter duration cruise. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, for the first time, I, I mean, my first one was a three night and within a day I was like oh this isn't going to be long enough for me so I knew instantly that first night I'm like nope I need you know I need I'm at in. least I'm sold yeah I need at least you know another two three seventy eight days um um I don't know if I necessarily could do a 14 night um that's a lot yeah I know uh... Like, how do you pack for that? Like, you'd absolutely have to take, I would think, take advantage of laundry service. Right. Yeah, um, probably. But, yeah, that would, I don't know. Because, I mean, so if you think about it, so the 49th Transatlantic, which is usually what, um, I think that's the longest Disney offers for their Transatlantics, there's going to be consecutive sea days. So I'm thinking to myself, could I be is it four or five days at sea without seeing land in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean? That is where my mind went. I'm like, could I do that? Because if you compare it to, like, if you look at Norwegian, 
they have longer sailings in Europe, but it's like port next day. Another like your, you know, city and island hopping, which I could probably do. So I don't know. Mm. That's a good point. Um, you know, one thing that kind of came to mind was around durations. Um, depending on where you're looking to sail out of is where and and two, which I think we'll we'll get in a little bit, but that might that might dictate your duration. Like, so I'm out of Massachusetts. My closest port is New York. If I'm looking to do a Caribbean cruise from New York, I'm going to be looking at a, a seven or maybe even a nine day. It's a longer duration. Um, but if I was coming out of Port Canaveral to the Bahamas, it would be more of that three or four days. So um, that, you know, working with your travel agent, that might uh, influence your duration depending on what port you're looking to come out of absolutely what about you Suzanne what is what is your preferred time or kind of what you recommend so my preferred time would be as many days as my boss would give me off of work (laughs) put me on the transatlantic put me on that 30 day around the world I am here for it I don't need to see the land I am good to go but that may not be for everybody. So I understand. Yeah. I think like even for a first timer, a five-ish night um, is a really good place to start unless you really think you're going to hate cruising because by the time you get on the ship and, you know, find where the dining room is on a three night, it's time to get back off. So I'd say, <laughs> you know, true. you can work it into your plans. A five to a seven night is a really good place. Um, kind of like a sweet spot for a nice vacation. A couple land days, a couple ship days. Um, you get a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Definitely. So unless you're really just trying to squeeze, like, I only have these three days, I can only do this. Or like, I, I know I'm going to hate cruising. I don't even know why I'm getting on the boat. I'd say <laughs> extend it a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, definitely you're, you brought up an excellent point. And that's what I felt on my three night is, you know, by the time I realized where everything on the <laughs> ship was, it was time to leave. Yeah, pack your bag um, for going home. Yeah, it was essentially. I'm like, wait, but I, I just realized how I'm getting to the pool deck like quicker than going <laughs> yes. around the entire thing, or t- getting off the wrong floor for, you know, my dining time. So it's like, okay. <laughs> um, I know Disney doesn't have this problem, but the other ships, you're like, how did I end up in the casino again? Like, I went out of my way <laughs> to avoid the casino, and here I am. The casino. I don't understand how this happened. I did the I did that a few times on the Virgin cruise. I was looking for I forget what I was looking for, but I somehow always end up in the casino. I'm like, why am I here? <laughs> All roads lead to the casino. I think it's on purpose. I'm like, why am I here? I was just here. I went to the elevator, <laughs> got no, on the elevator, yet I'm in the casino. <laughs> so funny. I'm glad it's such as me. I feel a little bit better. And I've only I, had like two drinks, I promise. <laughs> yeah. I always ended up at an ice cream machine. That's my guilty pleasure on those oh, cruise okay. ships. Somehow I'd find myself, go. I'd be at the ice cream machi- machine again. See, that is a good problem. The casino, I'm like, I don't want to, no. I'd rather keep running into the ice cream machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. So 
now that we kind of have our preferred cruise duration, now we talk about destinations. Um, so one of the nice things I think that we will repeat over and over is the floating hotel. You unpack, you have your room, you get to wake up in a different city. Somebody else is driving. You get to eat and eat and sleep and have fun and eat some more and you wake up and are you you're going to be in the Caribbean in Mexico Bahamas Bermuda Alaska Europe and then there are some cruise lines that are in Australia New Zealand Asia South America and then there's the also ultimate bucket list sailings in Antarctica um, mm. plus there are some that have their own private islands or private beach clubs. So that's all kind of those itinerary options out there for you. So the entire world, basically. So what is your favorite either cruise port or itinerary, Bethany? Yeah, so it's been a little bit since I have cruised. Uh, my most recent was a carnival with um, well, my now husband, right, when we first met. Um, and that was the one that's most stood out to me. We did the Duns River Falls in Jamaica. Uh, that was just a really neat experience um, that I, I definitely recommend to, to others if you get that opportunity climbing the, the waterfalls. That sounds like so much fun. I hear great things about Jamaica and especially Duns River. Yeah, it was a great. I think Sandals is actually opening a Duns River. Speaking of uh, Sandals from our last pod, last week's <laughs> podcast, All Inclusive, uh, they're opening a resort um, nearby. Um, yeah, definitely a really cool, really cool uh, experience. Yeah. So what about you, Suzanne? So I'm a little bit partial because I grew up in Alaska. So being able to take a floating hotel to my hometown, I just can't beat it. So Ketchikan <laughs> is my favorite cruise port. It's a beautiful town. It holds my heart. Yes, it will rain. I don't want to hear any complaints about it. But um, yes, I love Alaskan cruises. Um, they're very port intensive. There's a lot to see and do. You cannot beat the scenery. Um, and uh, so that would be my, my top. Yeah, and so. the Alaska cruises tend to be a little bit longer in duration, right? Or does it depend Correct. where you're coming? Okay, I, thought, I think yeah. the minimum is seven nights. Seven. So you can yeah. do seven. You start in Seattle or Vancouver, go up and down in seven. Or you can start and just do one way and do like seven to ten nights and then kind of get a little bit more in each port or see some more ports. But generally, you're not going to get like a three or four day Alaska. It's just um, yeah. too yeah, long of a distance. A, yeah, bucket list for me for sure to... Alaskan cruise. I think there's just so much of the scenery in Alaska to experience. I don't think it would be possible to do a shorter, I mean, I could be wrong, but I, I don't think it's possible to do a shorter one because just going through the inside passage alone, I believe, takes a day almost to go through that. So, yeah, to get from Seattle mm -hmm. is you've got your CDs built in. So, yep. Yep. And then, um, yeah, so my Alaska's one on one of my bucket lists for sure. Um, but one of my favorite cruise ports with, with Disney, honestly, has been Castaway Key is their private island. Um, I just love the beaches. I love the quiet sereneness of the island. 
Um, and the water is just so blue. And I'm a big snorkel. So I love to snorkel. I will do that. That's my port, you know, my excursions, my port adventures is always going to be some sort of snorkel activity. Um, and I love that I get to do that right there. And there's little hidden statues on the water that they have. So you can find a, um, there's a Dumbo ride car under the water that you can go find. There's hidden Mickey statues. There's a mini statues, sunk, you know, different sunken treasures and stuff like that. So I just, I love Castaway. <laughs> Yeah, I can't have wait to go back. Cabana? I have not been fortunate enough to get a cabana. Those are one of those that go very quickly. Um, yeah, to... concierge pretty much. Yeah, you either need to book concierge yeah. or be a um, platinum level castaway club member. Or now starting May 1st, Pearl. Um, Pearl. Pearl, right, is the new... I think that was at 25 yeah, new or more sales here. Yeah. 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 Cause they get, so with Disney cruise line um, is where you can, depending your level of castaway club. So depending how many you sail um, is when your booking window opens to be able to book certain, your onboard activities, book your cabanas, um, and book your excursions. So one of the good things, we'll move on to little onboard activities for cruise ships. One of the unique things, especially about Disney Cruise Line, is their extensive kids clubs. So instead of having a casino area that most ships have, uh, Disney essentially took that space and expanded their kids clubs into so one large fun area for kids um so they're the kids clubs are divided into four age groups so you have it it's a small world nursery which ages from six months to three years old oceaneers club which is from three to twelve and then you have edge which is your tween club from 11 to 14 and then your vibe from 14 to 17. So all the kids clubs are included in your cruise fair with the exception of the nursery. Um, for that one, you will have to make a reservation and it'll be a rate by the half hour. Um, what I love about, especially about the Oceaneer Club is once they actually start. So there's always gonna be an open house. So the first day you can get on the ship, you can go with your kids and explore the kids club make sure they're comfortable familiarize themselves but once the kids club officially starts no adults adults are allowed to enter and not just anyone they, the kids can't really leave um, unless you go and pick them up which that's where you will set up a special code word with the counselors so they know that you're the one picking up your your kid so it's a nice peace of mind to have with Dizzy. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And so, and also in the kids clubs, there's so many activities for them. You have, there's an arts and crafts section. There's, um, I believe it's on the Wish and on the Fantasy, you can fly the Millennium Falcon. You can build your own roller coaster and like drive, fly, use it or the word I'm looking for 
experience your ride. Experience it, it yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Words escaped me. Um, and then there's also an area, this is on the fantasy, because my husband did that during the open house. We went on the first day just to check it out. He sat there, and you can drive the cruise ship around. <laughs> oh, my way. Really cute. cute. <laughs> cute. Like, and, okay. And I even just the theming alone is enough to just keep you occupied with how like detailed and, and I think the characters, if, it, if you're in one of the themed room, I think some of the characters might stop by and they'll feed you too. I, I believe the old, maybe not the, well, the nursery, they write that would whatever, you know, you need to feed, but yeah, I believe like they, they'll even feed them too. So you can say goodbye. And I, I've heard from friends, right? I haven't sailed with kids, but they've, not seeing their kids the entire trip because they didn't want to leave the clubs. They had just so much fun. There is. Yeah. And then, I mean, you have um, a story, like a section where they'll read stories and stuff like that. And next thing you know, Belle will come by and she'll read a story to all the kids. And it's little fun things like that, or they have little dance parties with different characters. Um, I'm trying to think of which ship it is believe it's on the fantasy they have a marvel area um sometimes so they'll have like marvel characters come out um so it's a lot of the fun witch, and I'm the wish has marvel too oh yes the wish and isn't the wish with the the slide wasn't amber telling us in one of our episodes that she took the slide into the club yes yes so so that's there, fun. there is a, a slide entrance. yep that the kids can slide down um that was actually one of my clients told me um because i haven't had you know the pleasure of going on the wish yet um she did say as fun as that was the, it's the only kind of downside because that is technically the only entrance to the kids club so it can get a little backed up um oh. in certain times of the day but her kids, I mean, I try to tell her, I'm like, oh, you know, you want to try something else? You know, you want to try Royal or Norwegian? I know your kids are going to love it. She goes, no, there's no way my kids are going to do anything but Disney Oceaneer Club <laughs> until they age out of it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, so those are fun. Um, all the other cruise lines, they'll have also their own version of kids clubs. Uh they might not be as immersive yeah immersive as disney's but you know they're just as fantastic they'll have counselors they'll have activities for them um there is one and i cannot forget who i can't remember which line it might be princess that is partnered with national geographic or something that is princess yeah it is princess Good job. Thanks. Um, so that seems like something fun too. Very educational. Uh, for yeah, kids. they'll bring that on. Um, when we did our princess cruise, they actually had something called puppies in the piazza, where they would bring little sled dog puppies into the main atrium while we were docked, and everybody oh. could take turns holding a tiny little sled dog puppy, which was so fun. But they definitely had different programs and that sort of thing. Um, to kind of enhance where you were uh, and teach you about where, you know, the area that you were in. Because mm -hmm. um, National Geographic is a great program. So they brought that in and that was cool. But yes, 
the puppies is what stuck out to me from my my princess trip they were so sweet oh, i love puppies i mean anytime you bring a puppy yes. I'm like i'm sold just yep, give it to me done. i'll be here all day yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so much fun um so now moving on to sea days so when you go on a longer itinerary usually longer than three days you'll have at least one sea day to where you don't see a port um so this is where i get a question well what is there to do what can i do on the ship to end you know for the one day or two days at sea or three days depending on the itinerary disney is really good at from the minute you wake up till the minute you go to sleep that they have on your sea days activity after activity after activity um you'll have trivia you'll have uh cooking demonstrations karaoke um eating lots the buffets always open <laughs> lots of side, feasting yeah. feasting lots of ice cream um you'll have characters around the ship that you can meet and greet um there's so many fantastic there's shopping there's the different shops oh. um so the drink classes the mixology mm -hmm. classes yep, yeah which i love to do so usually you'll find me either on my sea days either at the spa at a cooking demonstration at trivia or eating <laughs> um solid so choices all great choices um usually honestly on my sea days you won't find me too much at the pool because usually those are the days that the pool is a little more crowded um i save those for my port days so you won't find me by the pool on a sea day <laughs> um what do you guys like to do on a sea days i i tend to be to like to be by the pool right on my sea day um, kick off right breakfast, lounge by the pool for a little while. Um, sometimes there's pool activities um, or, or there's entertainment, right? Um, sometimes a movie playing, depending on what cruise line you are. Um, so I, I tend to hang out by the pool and then um, call it kind of an early-ish day and then take advantage of, right, the trivias or, or a class or, or um, the different bars or restaurants. What about you, Suzanne? Yeah, I think I don't usually go in the pool, you know, the kids soup, um, but it is a fun <laughs> place to hang out. It's very lively. There's always going to be, you know, music or some sort of activity, a game, you know, to check out. And then we like to follow the musical acts kind of around the ship. A lot of the ships will have really great, talented singers and different acts. So we'll go to the lounges and check that out. Um, and uh and kind of see what's going on so but yeah definitely the entertainment too across you know all the cruise lines um they make sure you have live music somewhere or some sort of entertainment uh which is fantastic um i love um i know one night um, i think it was a formal night on our seven night cruise they had this amazing violinist in the lobby before dinner and I literally just sat there and just listened in tears because she was amazing and didn't want to go to dinner Aww, that <laughs> sounds like, just, amazing I'm just gonna be right here just bring me my food right here like I didn't I didn't yeah. go anywhere 
Um, Sarah, you just made a really good point. You mentioned on, on your port days, you tend to, to hang out by the pool because it's quieter. I mean, that, that is a really good point. If for some reason on, on your cruise, uh, one of the ports maybe you're not interested in or maybe you want to, you don't have to get off the ship when you, when you pour. Um, and some people don't and they take advantage of a quiet ship. Um, so yeah, don't feel like you have to get off and do an excursion in, in a port that maybe you're not as interested in. Take advantage of the ship. Absolutely. And that's, that's a great time to do, you know, a, the water slides, to do the pool, to do certain things that are more popular during the sea days. Um, that's, we did that on the Virgin Cruise. Our stop was Costa Maya. I had no interest whatsoever to go to Costa Maya. I got off ship off the ship walked around for 20 minutes just to kind of scope it out see what they're doing nothing really gather you know got my interest we, we didn't want to do an excursion so I went back and I literally had the pool to myself <laughs> oh that's nice <laughs> there was no not a soul there um and it was fantastic um and then towards the afternoon, more and more people started coming back on the ship. So that's where I went and hung out in the spa. And that was another thing. Like if you get the spa passes for um, like the thermal suites or, um, you know, where you have your saunas and stuff like that. Those are also great to experience on sea days because those will be quieter as well. And sometimes you can get a, a deal. Mm -hmm. They'll be a little bit cheaper when people are going to be out. Yes, Ooh, that's, that's a hot tip. Ooh. Yes, so any like your massages, you'll have they'll discount those two on port days, um, so which is nice. That's a nice little discount. Hot tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk about accommodations because that is that's an important one because I mean you're going to be spending a good amount of time on the ship if you go on a five night or a seven night. You you want a nice a nice, you know, comfortable room to spend your time in. So cruise ships, you'll have your uh, cruise ship wide, company wide, There, there's kind of your standard. You have an inside room, you'll have an ocean view room, you'll have balcony rooms, and then you will also have suites. So what is, what is your favorite type of room to stay in on a ship, Bethany? I'm definitely a balcony room. I got actually spoiled on my last carnival ship. We had a balcony room off the aft. So it was an extended balcony. Uh, and that was just amazing. Having that little extra space, being able to open up the door um, and relax um, before, you know, dinner, having my coffee out there. It was just, it, it just added to the experience. And it was, it was really nice for us. Yeah. What about you, Suzanne? So, um, I have to agree, balconies are wonderful. The only balcony I've done was the Virgin Cruise. And on those balconies, you have your own hammock, which yes. I mean, oh, I couldn't imagine hammock. not having my balcony with a hammock. But um, I wouldn't just, you know, say I would only go on a cruise if I could do a balcony because at the end of the day, an inside room is better than not cruising at all. And you will never sleep better than in that dark box at night after a long day at port. Um, <laughs> light which you know it's the best sleep with the cruise ship lulling you so um so we've done inside but I do 
you know, if I can swing it, we'll do a balcony for sure. So I've, so I'm a little spoiled on my three sailings that I've done. I've always just done a balcony. Um, I have a fear of the inside stateroom just because there's <laughs> no windows. Um, I think I could do an ocean view, just, you know, do that porthole so I can see out. Um, I don't know if I could do an inside room, but again, that would be the same thing. It's like, a, would I rather have an inside room and not sail? Or, I mean, have an inside room and sail or or nothing. Because um, I do love being on a cruise, but I don't know. Um, but those balconies on Virgin, um, ask me how many times I fell asleep. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and aren't they they're hand woven um oh what well, I'm drawing a blank on this is it is a is a women's it's they're like specially hand made yes. from I, I'm drawing a blank on the country the who but there's a, like a really mm-hmm. empowering story about where they get them from and they just look like a dream oh so yeah, jealous they're um that's one thing I love about Virgin Voyages. They're very um, sustainably conscious what they're putting in their ships. And that's one of the things with the hammocks. Um, again, I cannot think of it either. Um, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, um, but they are amazing hammocks. Just at first, you know, I struggled getting into it because it's still a hammock. Um, but just sitting there and just letting the the breeze and the sway of the ship just kind of swings after a long day of being out in the sun and having fun it puts you to sleep um very quickly I know there's a few times I'd be getting ready and I'd you know my husband would be out on the balcony I'd be like all right let's go and I'm like oh (laughs) guess I'm having dinner by myself (laughs) because he was out (laughs) Um, it's easy to do. The hammocks are um, handwoven by artisans from Yellow Leaf, which is a social enterprise that fosters women's empowerment and community transformation in rural Thailand. So, yeah, definitely amazing. a cool, cool venture. Yes. And you can uh, purchase hammocks, I believe. If you want to get yes. one on the ship, you can bring it home to uh, continue yes. the. Yes, I I almost bought one. I was like, I did. I'm like, I don't know where I would. <laughs> it up. <laughs> it's not quite the same without the rocking of the sea and the yeah, breezes yeah. and the yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and then you know the room service delivering your treats um yeah. for you yeah it's just not quite the same um but no um the suites are also really nice um I've never had a pleasure of of being in a suite but one can dream one day with all that extra space mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah, you're definitely yeah. a little cozier in a in a cruise room. It, mm-hmm. it, it's tight. You really aren't there a ton, right? We've shared all of the things that are happening on the ship, so you're, you're, you're a little you're a little comfy, cozy in in mm-hmm. those rooms. And do most of the bathrooms they're like a split style, right? Where it's the uh, the toilet and a sink in one room, and then the shower in another. That type yes. of configuration. Yeah. Most so of them. Disney has um, kind of, I'd say, a special um, design. They're they're kind of like I, I believe they're the only ones that I'm aware of that do it this way. Um, 
majority of their staterooms have that split bathroom where you have a water closet. So you have your toilet and a sink in one section and a door, and then you have another right next to it where you have another sink and the shower. So it's nice. You can have multiple people kind of getting ready. Um, there are some inside state rooms that have the standard, um, just everything in one um, bathroom. Um, I know the Wish, all are in, I don't think on the Wish they have any inside state rooms that are split. To my knowledge, I don't think they so. They do. Oh, they do on the Wish? Split state rooms, I'm pretty sure. On the inside? The deluxe inside. Yeah. It, they're down like on the second floor, but they have okay. them. Okay. Um, but no, that, that's a, when you have more than two people in your room having that split bathroom definitely comes in handy um for sure because after going on the two disney cruises where we had the split bath and then we went on the virgin where it's a you know smaller bathroom um and you're like well this is a one person at a time um bathroom there's no multiple people getting ready oh, yeah, uh, exactly. at the same time <laughs> you shower and then we'll swap yeah yeah, that's yeah. it's pretty much how it is. But um, so definitely, yeah. No, I love at the end of the night too. What's nice, um, I know a lot of my families. What they love to do is when they have kids, they have a se- a separate area so they can be outside on the balcony enjoying still, you know, the rest of the night uh, with a glass of wine or whatnot while their kids are inside sleeping. Um, so that's always also a nice separation that way with the balcony. All right, so now you, you've got your cruise all booked. So what cruise documents do you need? Um, so, of course, this will all depend on your itinerary. Um, you, will definite, you will need a valid passport for majority of the sailings, with the exception of if you're sailing a round trip to and from the U.S. ports and you're going to the Bahamas, the Caribbean, Pacific Coast, Bermuda, or you do one-way Caribbean sailings um, from U.S. ports. So like if you go from Galveston to San Juan or from New Orleans to San Diego, you can have either a passport, a passport card, a valid trusted traveler's cards such as the Nexus or FAST, or you could do a original or copy of your state-issued birth certificate and a government-issued ID, Uh, which is, which is nice to know that there are, you know, if you're unable to get a passport or you don't have one, you do have that option if you go on these sailings that you can go with a birth certificate and say like your driver's license. Um, And this is for, and then if you have children 15 years of age and younger, you're required to present one of the documents that I just talked about. Um, so, but so if you're 15 or under, they don't need the government issued ID if you're going with a birth certificate. If that makes sense, if I'm saying that right. Um, or just so you also know, global entry and social security cards are not a way to prove your citizenship. I've actually learned that. The other day, I have a client who has a global entry, and he was trying to tell me that they work, and I was like, no, I don't think so. So 
glad I reached out to Disney. I was like, are you like, is this accepted? And they're like, no, we do not accept those. <laughs> good to know. I had never yeah. heard of that. That's so it's good to know. Yeah. Um, so we as travel agents do recommend that you do have a valid passport for your sailings, regardless where you go. Um, just the big thing is if there is an emergency emergency that comes up for whatever reason and you have to fly home from a foreign city or foreign port, you need a passport to do that. Uh, you cannot fly home with a birth certificate and a driver's license. This is also a quick PSA to everyone. Check your passports. Make sure <laughs> you don't need to renew them because I believe last week or a couple days ago, the State Department um, increased the timeline for renewals. Uh, they are now taking up to 11 weeks for renewals oh. to process. And if you pay for the rush, it's up to nine weeks. Oof. So check your Ouch. passports, everyone, <laughs> if you're traveling <laughs> out of the country. And isn't there like a six month to where um, making sure, right, it's uh, you have more than six months when you're uh, traveling left of your passport to travel as well? So you want at least uh, the minimum is six months left. That's right. the majority of the places. There are some um, places that you can have three months depending where you go, but I always recommend just to be safe, have that, you know, a minimum yeah. of six okay. months of expiration of when you travel. All right. Um, and then, of course, your other travel documents are going to be um, whatever the cruise line. So with Disney, you're going to have to have a copy of your uh, port arrival a document that they'll scan and um, for you. And then you need to fill out a health, health questionnaire um, just to make sure you're good to go. All right, so this is the big one that I always get. Is a Disney Cruise Line worth it? What are, what are we thinking here, Bethany? I, I say yes. I mean, it, it, you are, like, DCL is one of the more expensive, but you're going to, if you've been to the parks, you already know it's amazing theming, interactions, um, food, everything is just above and beyond. Um, so the, the, the price tag may feel high, but the moment you walk on, you will feel relief that, that it was the right choice and, and you will be totally in love with every experience that you're going to have on a Disney cruise. Yeah. What about you, Suzanne? I would have to agree. Um, I think you are paying for the theming and also the service, the they really go above and beyond with the service on the Disney Cruise Line. Um, and especially if you have the kids, um, you know, the kids clubs and that sort of thing that is going to be included in your cruise fare. So you're not paying extra for uh, somebody to watch your kids while you go out and have, you know, a cocktail at, at the lounge or so, um, they're having as great a time as you are. So I would definitely say that it, while you are paying a premium for that service, it definitely you're getting what you pay for. Absolutely. I know for, I know for me though, I mean, I always, anytime goes, oh, is it worth it? Is it worth it? It's, you know, it's a loaded question. I'm sure we feel the same way. We're like, well, you know, um, a million things, uh, different things that it could be, but 
boils down to yeah dcl in my opinion is also worth it um just knowing of all the things that are included the value that it provides you and just knowing your kids are taken care of because i think that's what most parents also want to make sure is are my kids going to be entertained are they going to be safe are they going to have a good time and disney does a very good job at making sure the kids in the kids clubs are entertained or if they don't want to be in the kids club there's stuff for them to do at the pool or as a family there's things to do and you know you never know what kind of character you're going to walk into either which is always fun all right so quick little other things what do we think is the best family cruising cruise lines so who who are we recommending for family cruising Bethany. yeah family i'm uh disney and royal or it tends to be who i recommend for um family cruising okay suzanne i 100 percent agree um i think especially with some of our bigger ships they have a lot of really cool programming and activities especially for the older kids um your teenagers who maybe feel like they've kind of disney um that disney group the royal has a lot to do but obviously disney uh takes the cake on the children's programming and kids clubs so yeah same here i think disney and royal are kind of be kind of your two best for cruising um royal i think is definitely for your teens and tweens who kind of maybe don't want that disney thing anymore um there's a lot more you know, you have your rock climbing, you have your zip lining, you have um, really large slides like the abyss that scare me. <laughs> um, um, so if, if you don't know what the abyss is, I forget which ones. I think it's, is it on the symphony? It's in the back and it's like several decks it goes down maybe a handful and they just drop you down right and it in just the dark drops you down in the dark yeah. it's a slide uh, oh, it's, not no, a water, thank you. it's it's not a water slide it's like a regular slide um, oh gosh you, yeah cool. you don't see anything um i want to say it's maybe eight decks that you go down something like that what um, do you drop into like a foam pit yeah, pretty much, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The first time I saw it, I was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Whew. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sh- I'm sure there's plenty of teenagers that love it. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I think between those two cruise lines, I think there's a little bit for everybody. Um, so, now for adult cruising, who do we think is the best for adult cruising bethany so i still of course recommend disney um but adult cruising i might also recommend looking at norwegian or even princess a little bit more adult um cruising okay suzanne so i would say adult cruising you can't beat virgin adults only forgot virgin Um, yes it's so amazing. The food is amazing. The ships are beautiful. The libraries are fun. Um, so that would be my number one. For adults, you know, who are sometimes some of our other cruise lines, your princess, your Norwegians tend to skew much older. Um, 
and much more laid back. If you still kind of want to go out and, and have some of the relax with some of the nightlife, then I would say you can't beat Virgin. Um, but it really just also depends on your itinerary um, and where you're going. But Princess, great time on Princess. Um, so I wouldn't hesitate to recommend that as well. And Royal is great for adults. There's a lot of activities. Um, and you don't just, I mean, you don't have to have kids to go on Disney. Ask Sarah. <laughs> so, adults have fun and enjoy the adult-only area and uh, laugh as we trail by with our children who don't want to go to dinner or don't want to leave the kids club. So, Yeah. Um, so for adult cruising, I think definitely number one, Virgin. Um, you can't, I mean, there's no kids. Um, so, and it's, it's a good for all age groups of adults. Um, you get, I know on my sailing, there was a good, um, hand, a mixture of age groups. I don't think I was the youngest one, which, um, was really nice. Um, so you have like, you know, a good mixture, um, princess and celebrity is another good one for um adults um that is going to be um their their new ships are beautiful um and that's also if you're on on tiktok and the social medias that's where you you will see captain kate uh, the u.s first cruise captain um she is on celebrity cruise ships um, and she's fantastic. I love following her on social media, um, getting all the behind the scenes. Um, but definitely, I think all cruise lines have a little something for adults, but I think Celebrity, Virgin, Disney, um, all those are going to be your, I think, great for adults. I love a good adults-only area on, on Disney. Um, at night, they'll do... Um, different game shows there's one called oh what's it called match your mate um <laughs> yeah those are fun <laughs> yes um and you wouldn't think you know disney would be so um definitely not very pg um so definitely <laughs> was very shocked by a lot of things i was like okay we're on a disney cruise right um but it was so much fun um i just sat there because i was like i'm not volunteering us sorry <laughs> um but yeah so ultimately the big question also uh, is how do you decide what is the how do you decide who to go with what cruise ship what ship that you want to go on. I think it goes down to the places you want to see and how long you want to go. So what would, where would you go? Would you go based on ship or based on itinerary? Yeah, I'm largely um, itinerary driven and then ship kind of tends to be whatever ship is sailing during my dates or itinerary that I'm, that I'm looking at unless I'm specifically looking at the Disney wish and I, I want to, you know, experience the wish, but yeah, largely itinerary driven. Okay. What, um, what about you, Suzanne? So I'm going to be a both and because for just some Disney only has five ships. So they do a really good job of keeping them up, but like say your roles, they have some older ships that have not 
been renovated as recently and they don't have the bells and whistles. So you may think, oh, I'm going on a Royal Caribbean, I'm going to get my flow rider and my trampoline and my, my stuff. Well, some of their older ships just don't have that. So like we have a port here in Baltimore, but that tends to get some of your older, smaller ships. So I am going to be looking at the ports. Um, you know, obviously, do I want warm or cold? And then um, is it a port I've been to, you know, trying to find some new ports? But I'm also going to seek out a ship that is going to have some of the more files and whistles um, and probably has been through dry docks a little more recently than some of the older ships. Yeah, so I'm kind of a little bit the same way. I mean, if I'm if we're going on a Disney cruise, it's going to be most likely itinerary uh, driven because they're largely offer similar um, amenities on board the ships. But if we're going on a different cruise line, it's going to be I'm also paying attention what's on the ship. Um, I just want to make sure I'm not you know going in and expecting a flow rider. And then there isn't one, um, or you know, I'm expecting a zip line across the cruise ship, and there isn't one. Um, so stuff like that. But I'm probably also going to be more itinerary driven too, because ultimately I want to see different places, and also the food. I want to know how many different restaurants I get to eat at. <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we are going to close this out with our cruise tips. What is everyone's favorite cruise tip? Uh, yes. Yeah. So my um, favorite tip is if you have to book um, like a dinner seating, book the latest dinner seating. That really gives you a lot of time to wrap up your excursions. You don't have to rush back onto the ship um, as early you don't have to rush getting ready. You kind of luxuriate a little bit on your balcony. If you've got your balcony, maybe go get a little pregame cocktail, enjoy some of the ship while everyone else is eating on that earlier or catch the earlier show. Cause I think again, it's been a little bit since I've cruised, but typically these shows, there's two show offerings to swap out based on your, so like if you have an earlier dinner seating, um, that crew then goes to see the, the, the shows after their dinner seating and then vice versa. So there's always like, I think a show happening for the earlier crew and then a show for the later crew. Um, but yeah, but I, I go for, go for that late dining. Um, you're eating all day. You're not going to be hungry at five o'clock. Like, trust me, go for the seven or eight o'clock dinner service. Yeah. I, that's a great tip because I have to, I've, I do that a lot. Well, you know, you'll have your what fourth or fifth snack of the day around four <laughs> or five o'clock. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you realize like, Oh no, I have first dining, which is five fifteen, and I'm not hungry. Um, yeah. So we always, for that same reason, we go with the late later seating the, you know, eight o'clock one. That way I know if I have my last snack at five o'clock. <laughs> you know a few hours until I can eat my multi-course dinner in the dining room um oh what about you Suzanne so a couple I um tell everybody to remember you're not going to get your suitcase for probably hours so if you want to go to the pool you know whatever you want to do when you get on the ship make sure you bring that in your carry-on bag have a light bag with swimsuits and that sunscreen that sort of thing you can kind of hit the ground running 
And then because Autumn's not here, I'm going to give a hot take. <laughs> I don't like buffets. I don't want to go to the buffet and with people to get all no. I'm going to find the main dining room and I'm going to sit down and enjoy some service. So um, when you get on the ship, you don't have to go to the buffet. Generally, each ship will have one main dining room that's open for a sit meal. Um, so you can go there and relax and kind of start your, your cruise off with nice leisurely service, enjoy a nice meal made to order and leave everybody else fighting over crab legs and Mickey waffles <laughs> and bacon. So that's my my hot take but that is that is a great tip i i tell that to people too is um you'll have plenty of experience you know time to go and experience the buffet you don't you don't need to do it the second you walk on the ship um because everybody else is doing it um go find you know the dining room look at your um navigator app and it'll show you which dining room will be open and have a quieter experience and then you can sit and relax and enjoy um it's a great way to start the cruise um my big cruise tip is specifically for um disney cruise line they let you bring on wine or beer as a carry-on so you can bring on a six pack of beer or a a bottle of wine or champagne a 750 uh, milliliter size so like your standard size um, so don't be bringing those big magnum bottles of wine and champagne you can bring that on the ship with you so um, and you get to do that you can do that at each port too which we have done so that's a nice tip and a nice money saver too especially if you like to drink champagne like me I always brought I brought one and then my husband had one in his carry on yes I always bring make Matt bring my bottle of wine <laughs> on the ship um and also if you're looking to save a little bit on alcohol generally like if you they'll have they'll have events in like the casino or they'll have events in the the jewelry stores and those will all come with a free glass so you can go in look at the pretty things get your free glass to whatever cruise navigator they have um <laughs> and then go on your merry way so mm. and princess had a lot of happy hours so buy one get one so a lot of times <laughs> ships will have those as well so there's yeah. definitely ways to save on on your beverages should you choose to partake absolutely mm. a, food, think... a food oh sorry go no, go ahead I was gonna, a food one came to mind that i don't think uh, enough people take advantage of so when you you do go to a sit-down meal you can order more than one entree or more than one dessert if you want a sample. So don't be afraid to, to order and, and sample the menu while you're at your sit-down restaurant. Definitely. I have many a times. Um, dessert is my weak point and I can never <laughs> decide which one I want. So I may or may not have an occasional um sailings each meal have at least three desserts that i ate at the mm. meal because i can never decide which one i wanted <laughs> so good um and i think another big one i think a lot of us recommend is come in the night before of your oh cruise. yes yes for sure um because we know how the airlines can be um we have seen it um 
if your flight is delayed or anything happens the day of, you may not make it to your ship and the ship will not wait for you, unfortunately. Um, so definitely always come in the night before to give yourself a nice little cushioning of safety. Get a nice hotel near near the cruise port, whether you're in Port Canaveral or Miami. Um, there's always great options. Or if you do end up going out of Port Canaveral on either the Wish or the Fantasy, you can spend the night, you know, on at Disney. Or um, my favorite recommendation too, I I love giving my clients is getting a night at the Hyatt at the Orlando International Airport, and then the next morning you're right there. You can get on a Disney Cruise Line bus and then we'll take you straight to the ship for you in the morning. Very, very cool. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that I missed that we want to mention for cruising in general? I think we could probably <laughs> talk about cruising for another yeah. three or four hours, but yeah, for absolutely. the sake of our listeners, this is a sneak yeah. peek into all the things. I think one thing, I, the dining is really kind of, memories are coming back with the, the sit down. You, your servers stay with you the whole cruise. So yes. they'll get to know you. I remember walking in, and my husband's a tea drinker. We walked in and the tea was ready for him when we sat down with the tea type he liked. Um, so they're, they'll, they really pay attention to your likes, what you, and um it just adds a little just extra magic to to that and it's fun you see them the next night and they get to know you yeah and, and that's exactly one of the multitude of reasons why um i say you know disney cruise line is worth it you have that rotational dining so you have the same serving team throughout your cruise for dinner so they'll get to know you your likes your dislikes um, and have it, you know, personalized to you. And then what's also fun, you get to know them. So when they have shifts during the day, either at the buffet or um, in the dining room, you know, for a lunch service or breakfast service, um, then um, you, you know, you get to know them more. And, and it's just that little extra thing when you're talking to them outside of dining and that's another thing too is like you said they had you know your husband's tea ready every every night on our seven night cruise we had all our beverages ready ready for us um ready to go we didn't even have to ask for them um except for our alcoholic beverages they knew he knew um <laughs> at least three of us um would order something so um, so that was nice. Um, my sister sailed with us on the seven night and she's a vegan. So, um, <clears throat> they're also very good with dietary restrictions. And so it was also nice knowing that she had options to eat each night. He would ask her, Oh, what, what would you like for dinner tomorrow? That way the chef can have it ready for you. Um, or it would be a lot of times, or here's the menu for tomorrow night. Is there anything here that, you know, you would like to eat that we could modify for you? So that was always very nice. The That's first awesome. night was a little harder because, you know, you're on the ship. So they don't, they'll have vegan plant-based options for you. Um, but it's not as tailored to you as it is the rest of the nights. So it was really nice. There's a lot of times when she would order, um, one night she ordered, um, 
Indian food and I was like um can I have that instead of what I'm eating because <laughs> that looks fantastic um so and she had plant-based dessert options every night and all that so that was really nice as well hello Amber hi guys <laughs> you're just in time for your hot cruise tip Ooh, did um okay I know what I put like on our little script. Did anyone already say that they I know? have? No, we have not. Okay. So my tip is to try to join the Facebook group for your sailing. Um, so for example, if you are on the dream, you would search like Disney dream, February 27th, and then based on your departure date. So, and then there's usually a group for that sailing. So that's a nice way to meet other people that are on your sailing. And it's also a good way to like stay on top because people will post reminders like, don't be, don't forget tomorrow's our day when we can book our excursions or, you know, things like that. That's a good, I, that's a good tip. I am not a fan of fish extenders, but some people like to do those and you can do those through the Facebook groups too. Did y'all talk about those at all? No, we did not. Um, so if you want to talk about what are fish extenders? <laughs> so fish extenders, and this is just a Disney cruise line thing, but outside every door, there is some kind of sea creature. Sometimes it's a seahorse, sometimes it's a fish, but people make these creative little like fabric hangers with pockets on them that they trade little goodies with. So you would be in a group with maybe like eight to 10 other families and you all put little goodies inside each other's little things, inside each other's like fabric pockets. Um, usually it's based on like your home state. So I might give like a postcard from Georgia or something related to Georgia, or it doesn't necessarily have to be related on where you're from, but a lot of people do make it that way. Um, for me, honestly, that's one more thing to have to think about that I don't want to have to deal with when I'm already packing for a cruise for myself and my kids and everything. So I have never done it, but some people love it. And um, that's where they get that organized is on the Facebook groups. Oh, very nice. Um, I know I've seen them around. I, I, I've never personally done fish extenders. Um, yeah. I'm sure if you like do a Google image search or go to Etsy and look up DCL fish extenders, um, listeners, y'all can see what it looks like on there. Yeah. Um, so since you joined us, um, I'm going to ask you a couple of things that we covered. Maybe you have an opinion on that you would like to share. Okay. Um, so first of all, so we started with talking about our cruise experience. What is your cruise experience? So I have done Carnival, Royal Caribbean, and Disney. Um, my very first cruise, I think back in my single days, I just did a Carnival cruise with a girlfriend. And then I did Royal Caribbean with a girlfriend. And then again with my husband. But the only ones I've brought my kids on have been Disney. Okay. So your preferred cruise duration or what you recommend to maybe like first time cruisers? Mm -hmm. um, my personal preferred is between five and seven days. Um, 
I know some people like to start on a shorter one, like a three or four day. I try not, like three days is really too short for me. Um, I would say four days at the minimum. Um, sometimes with people's schedules, um, like three day is the only one that works for their schedule or with their calendar. And that's fine. You know, you do whatever you need to do to work with your schedule. But if you have a choice, I would say four over three. Okay. Absolutely. And what is your favorite cruise port or itinerary? Mm, so I really enjoyed St. Thomas. I thought it was just so pretty. Um, the And that itinerary, it was a DCL one. It did St. Thomas and then it also did St. Martin. St. Martin is the one, I don't know if y'all have ever seen the pictures of the beach that's right beside the airport on the island. Yeah. And you can stand on the beach and you have these huge jets like flying right over your head. So that's an experience um, to go and do. So that was a fun one. I can't, I can't imagine just having the planes that close. <laughs> yeah, and there's warning signs like, don't stand by the fence, you know, because the fence, like, by the airfield is right there. We went, there's like this open air bar that's on the beach, basically, and so people are drinking, and they're, you know, swimming, and they're watching the planes fly over. It's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, I guess, I'll have to check it out one day, but I don't know. My husband loves, you know, he's the pilot, so I'm sure he would love it. He would try and, like, touch the plane. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing him. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you like to do on sea days? Um, it depends. If I'm with my family, I'm usually, like, hitting the pools and doing kid stuff, or maybe they'll go to the kids club for a couple hours, and I can head up to the adults only pool for a little while um if you want to ride if you're on dcl and you want to do like the aqueduct or the aquamouse i would say get there early because those lines do get long especially on the sea day um it's been like an hour long at some point to ride the aqueduct and the aquamouse so like if you can hit those in the first hour of the day that they're open or maybe even before or right after breakfast that's what I would do. That's also a fun port day activity if you don't want to go on a port. I know we discussed this earlier mm -hmm. that you don't necessarily have to leave the ship um, if it's a port that you're not interested in um, or there's nothing that you know strikes your fancy at that port. It's also a good thing to experience mm -hmm. the water slides without much weight. Um, we usually do that if we um, if it stops in Nassau. We're not big Nassau people. Um, mm -hmm. So that's a we usually do the aqueduct over and over and over again because yeah. <laughs> there's no line. There's usually um, maybe 15 families on the ship or at the pool. Yeah. All right. What is your favorite stateroom type? Oh, balcony. For sure. <laughs> and the prices aren't that different from an interior to an ocean view is maybe like one or $200 different. And then from an ocean view to a balcony is one or $200 different. I mean, a lot of times that's not a hundred percent of the time, but sometimes that's what I've noticed. Um, so why, yeah, why not pay a few extra dollars? 
I love being able to, you know, you wake up and you take four steps to the left and you're sitting there on your balcony. And on DCL, you can order your room service, order some breakfast to eat on your private balcony overlooking the ocean. Yep. Or, or your Mickey bars. I was going to say, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I was like, if you're my husband, you order coffee and ice cream Mickey bars to be <laughs> delivered for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Another big one that we discussed is, is DCL worth it? Is a Disney cruise worth it? Um, I'm going to say yes, um, because of everything that's included. Um, because with a lot of other cruise lines, you're going to pay extra for the things that are included with DCL. Like kids clubs are not always included with other cruise lines, but on Disney they are um, at least for kids ages three and up I'm sure y'all talked about with the babies you have the nursery that you can Mm -hmm. pay extra for but as long as your kids are over three or at least three then there's no extra charge for a kids club and then you have the Broadway caliber shows you're not watching like Bob the Magician from Idaho like you would on some of these other like you know that's my uncle okay (laughs) lay off uncle bob you're doing the best you can (laughs) no (laughs) (laughs) but that's a good but it's a that's a good point It, it is it's definitely um next level caliber entertainment on a disney cruise yeah and then you have the characters, of course, you know, the princesses and the characters that you get to meet and they just take care of you. Disney knows how to take care of you. Yeah, definitely. And then the trivia is fun too. I mean, where is a Disney nerd like myself going to ace Disney trivia? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do you usually win? um I've only won once because yeah, they're a lot won. harder than you would think I think it's because it's mostly like movies based if they had a Disney parks trivia I think uh, I could win that one. oh good all right so that's good to know so if, if folks are doing a cruise stop like plan up and rewatch your Disney movies yeah, yeah. definitely yeah mm-hmm. so the one that we won was Disney songs mm-hmm. oh so and it wasn't I was so glad it wasn't just like me and my husband it was a it was a group of us there was five of us so between the five of us we knew all but one or two we didn't know but we ended up winning um yeah which um the people that we were or the other groups we were playing weren't too happy because it was all adults versus like families and I'm like why does it matter (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'm sorry you don't know your Disney songs (laughs) another tip that has nothing to do with um, contests is to get the drink of the day. Um, Disney has a different drink every day of the cruise. And so it'll have like in the app, they have an alcoholic version and a non-alcoholic version to get the drink of the day. Yeah. We talked, we mentioned, we talked about that because I mentioned the sunken treasure was always my favorite one on pirate night. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah. So I think those are all the big questions that we went over. Is there anything, ladies, that we missed versus other cruise lines? Um, 
I know what I love, um, I know Suzanne and I talked about Virgin Voyages a lot, especially for the um, adult cruising, is what they're really good at. They're in their cruise fair, you're gratu- pretty much everything is included. Um, very little on their ship is an upcharge. Even um, basic Wi-Fi. Yeah, basic, basic Wi-Fi yeah. is included. Your tips are gratuitous included all your meals so there's no specialty dining upcharges there's no anything like that um the only upcharge in the dining that I came across is in the steakhouse if we wanted um I think the seafood tower um which had like crab and lobster and oysters and I don't I don't eat like shellfish and seafood like that so that didn't interest me but that was the only upcharge in the menus that I remember noticing which was Mm -hmm. really nice um and then they also don't have drink packages like you'll find on royal or Norwegian or princess um but you can buy a bar tab and sometimes so you'll it'll be three hundred dollars that goes towards whatever drinks that you want to buy on the ship and they're all reasonably priced like it's nothing crazy um and again tip is included in the price of the drink so if the drink is nine dollars that includes the tip everything so you are paying just the nine dollars which is nice yeah and then um sometimes you know they'll run specials where if you um buy three hundred dollars virgin voyages will give you one hundred dollars or you know or something like that along those lines so that's always a great deal to take advantage and what was the uh, on Virgin? Was it the sh- for the champagne? Oh, shake for champagne. Shake for champagne. But it was $100. I was too cheap. I wanted to shake oh. for champagne so bad, but I just, I, how many drinks could I get for $100 at the regular yeah. bar? So we never did it. But yeah, if you shake your phone, um, it'll ask you if you want to shake for champagne. You hit yes, and they will bring you a bottle of champagne wherever you are on the ship it'll track your phone which is pretty cool so right. that's also, crazy yeah it's I almost did it too but I was like I don't know I can't I want to do it just to do it um yeah. but a hundred dollars but it is also a bottle of Moe um so it's not like a fancy you know it's it's a great brand it's nothing you know that you would it's not a well brand um so it's a nicer higher brand champagne that they bring you um so I've seen, I saw many people do it, especially at their private beach club at Bimini. It also works to shake for champagne. So a lot of people were doing it on the beach. Apparently <laughs> Len Testa shook for a lot of bottles of champagne. That he said oh, that's podcast. true. I so did see that. We should yeah. have been on Len's cruise because he was <laughs> blessing all those around him. <laughs> but, I, I remember seeing that on the social media. He, apparently, he shook the ship's worth of champagne that they had <laughs> on the ship. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, all right, um, I need to plan this better next time. I yeah. make sure it's with him. All right. Exactly. <laughs> um, like we mentioned, we can talk about cruising all day. Uh, we all love uh, we all love cruising. We all love seeing different places. Um, so thank you for listening to the Fairy Podmothers. We're happy to be your one-stop shop for talk and tips for Disney, Universal, and beyond. Please join us on Facebook and Instagram to keep the conversation going. 
All of us here at Fairy Podmothers Podcast are travel agents with Mainstream More Travel, a no-fee Disney earmark agency. Please like our Facebook and Instagram pages to see Podmother content throughout the week or to request a vacation quote from any of us. Please rate, review, and tell your friends. We'll see you real soon. Bye. 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 Good night.